Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake. And with all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and tonight we're going a little bit later after the final buzzer. Rockets win 118-108. But we're going a little bit later because we wanted to make this a full house. Hey, six in a row, we've got the good vibes going. And what are good vibes if you can't share them with your co-pilot. So that's why we waited for Michael Brown to get back from Philly so we could record this together. Mike, how was Philly? And how are you feeling about our Rockets, man, six in a row? Man, Philly was cool. Um, 50% of my meals were cheesesteaks when I was there, so I feel like I did uh, Houstonians proud, I guess is the best way to put it, while I was in Philadelphia. Um it was fantastic. Uh, trip was great. It's good to be home. That, good dude. Rockets are balling. Yeah, that's right not now. very kosher of you, Mike, but it sounds really good. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to make sure. I wanted to make sure I got a good, I you know, a good uh, viewpoint of where Philly has their best cheesesteaks. Uh, I feel like I definitely did that. Uh, 
And, and what was your favorite cheesesteak place? Man, it, from it, those that are familiar with those. In all honesty, uh, man, there was this place right across from where I was staying with my buddies Adrian and Brian. Uh, I don't remember the name specifically, but uh, last night dinner was probably the best one I had in the Philly airport. Chicky and Pete's. Uh, I had a cheesesteak with mushrooms and onions, and it was phenomenal. Um, but to answer your question, man, interesting. This is the Rockets team. I feel like I believed I would see at the beginning of the year. You know, I talked it up to you. I told you how much I love this team. You know, how much I, I thought that the, the potential was there and they were just getting blown out and it just, it never made sense to me. And now I think they're like the third or fourth team ever in the history of the NBA to lose 15 games in a season directly follow that up with a six game winning streak. And it's not a fluke. I, I really don't believe that to be the case, um, but I'm excited, man. I can't believe three other teams have done what the Rockets have done. Yeah. This feels like it's never been done yeah. before. I mean, in all honesty, like, I don't think we're going to lose ever again. So, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just Well, uh, the last time we won six in a row, we lost 20 in a row after that. So, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen. No. I don't think it will no, happen. I don't but, think so either. I mean, I'm just, I'm in love with the vibes of this team right now. I know we keep using that term. Five. Uh, but, I mean, personally, the Rockets have won six in a row. The Dolphins have won five in a row. Like, it, it's, it's good times right now personally so yeah yeah things are going well for you you were wrong about the cougars the other night but that's okay yeah the refs screwed us win, but yeah the refs screwed us we don't need to get into that yeah we're, <laughs> we're a Houston Rockets podcast so let's right. let's talk about this Rockets team tonight no Kevin Porter no Jalen Green the Rockets decided let's put Daniel Tice back in the starting lineup next to Christian Wood and mm-hmm. Mike this has been you know the root behind that losing streak seemed to have been the pairing of Tyson Wood in the front court. Did that concern you tonight that they were going right back to that, even though they weren't, you know, planning on it, but given the injuries to, you know, the, to Kevin Porter and the Jalen green, it's kind of like they're, they were forced to start Tice or someone like that. What were your thoughts on, on starting Tice uh, next to Wood again? Yeah. I don't think they had another option. I mean, if somebody could present me with a better option, I mean, I would be open to it. You know, I think the only other guy that I would potentially look at to start instead of Tice would have been KJ Martin. Um, I don't think he's there yet with uh, Silas. I don't think the trust is there just yet to start him. Uh, But you also, I think it was important to start a guy like Tice tonight specifically because uh, he's going up against uh, Valanchunas, who ended up having 17 and 10. So I think that was part of the thought process was Wood always wants to be on the perimeter more than he wants to be down low. So you needed Tice's girth, I guess is the best way to put it, to go up against Valanciunas. So I didn't really have a problem with it, especially with starting Gordon and Matthews in the back. Yeah, you know, they had the shooting. They did need more defense in there. I thought thought that it was a questionable start, especially because of how they started, you know. They, you could tell the offense was kind of struggling to find its rhythm. Uh, they were able to get there um, during the second quarter, I think. Um, but yeah, I was thinking, you know, maybe I opined on the last show. Uh, I was thinking maybe KJ Martin. That's who I was hoping for. Um, but I was also thinking maybe DJ Augustine. But if you start DJ Augustine, that means there's really no point guard for the second unit. And that second unit, though, because there's all those young guys with KJ and with Shengun 
and with Armani Brooks as well. They need a true point guard. And DJ Augustine had a great night tonight as well. Uh, nine points for him. He had four assists. He was kind of like your do-everything kind of guy. And, you know, with no real point guard on the roster, I think DJ Augustine, him in that second unit, is only going to grow in importance. Mike, you're probably the biggest D.J. Augustine fan I, I've seen in Rockets land. So uh, talk about his performance tonight. He played well. I mean, he also had three rebounds. He's a very underrated rebounding guard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I think what has impressed me most about the six-game winning streak is the adaptability by, the, by Silas. You know, he's being put in a situation, no Kevin Porter Jr. tonight, no Jalen Green. He's having to push a lot of buttons at once. And DJ Augustine from the get-go for weeks now is the best option, I would say, overall to run what Silas wants to run. Because when Gordon's on the court, Gordon doesn't facilitate offense. Gordon scores the ball. He's a professional scorer. Mm -hmm. DJ Augustine is a professional facilitator. Game manager, right. You know, in football terms, he's the Matt Hasselbeck. You know, he's not going to win you games by himself. But tonight, DJ Augustine was a plus five, nine points, four assists, three rebounds. Look at the bench performance tonight for the Rockets was special. You know, I mean, you had Martin, House, Shingoon, Augustine, Armani Brooks. All five of those guys all played more than 15 minutes, and all five of those guys had a positive plus minus. And it's not a BS positive plus minus like the Rockets were up 35 points and all those guys are just playing minutes and they just so happen to be, you know, a positive plus minus. I mean, the Rockets ended up winning the game by 10. Every minute tonight was important. And that bench is performing at a high level. Mostly, no, I don't want to say mostly. I would say a contributing factor for sure is the performance of DJ Augustine. Yeah, I think I think what happened tonight is the the starters outplayed their starters barely, but they were they outplayed them, and the bench kind of added a little bit more distance in there as well. And the Rockets made 17 threes tonight. A lot of those were from that first unit. Uh, with uh, ev- everyone looked like they were shooting the ball well tonight. The Rockets just had a really efficient night. I think yeah. if I had to point to a reason why the Rockets won this game, it was their efficiency. They shot 49% from the field and made 17 threes compared to New Orleans's 10. So, and you had T- Daniel Tice, two for four. Uh, Jay Sean Tate made one of two. Uh, Eric Gordon, three of seven. Garrison Matthews, four of six. Christian Wood, five of six from three. That you don't usually see every night. Christian Wood was feeling hot tonight, and the shot was falling. 23 points, a team high for him. How important is it now with... With no Jalen, with no Kevin Porter, how important is it for Christian Wood to be the primary playmaker on this team? He's a star. I mean, he's a he's a budding superstar. I wouldn't call him a superstar just yet, but I do feel like he's getting there. I mean, he's so important to what this team does because he adds spacing. Spacing is so important in basketball, and especially with what Silas wants to run. His entire offense is predicated on the ability to slash and dash to the bucket the ability for guys like a you know christian wood you know to be able to have enough space to operate and i think one big change in this six game winning streak christian wood is included in this and i know this is going to sound stupid but it really is important the rockets have just started to hit their shots 
you know, yeah. and, and look at, you know, turnovers as well. The Rockets only had 14 turnovers. Yeah. 14 is still a high number. That's a lot. Based on what they were, that's yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a lot, but it's what they, you know, it's a decrease from where they've been. Exactly. I'm I mean, sure that's less shooting, than their average for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Their average is right at, I think still it's like 15, five or 16, but you know, they yeah, shot 23 of 29, 23 of 29 from the free throw line. And, and I'd like to see the record since we acquired Garrison Matthews. He has been a godsend to this team. Well, Garrison Matthews has been on the roster since the beginning of the season, but they haven't played him the whole season. I think um, when they added him to the starting lineup is when the Rockets started winning. Yeah, and I think, I mean, where would we be without him right now? Yeah. I think one big thing I want to get your opinion on and everybody else's opinion on, obviously, the highlight of my night tonight was the K.J. Martin putback. It wasn't wasn't even even a dunk. No, but the dunk was filthy. That's not even my favorite part of that of that shot. It's the bench reaction to yes. the dunk. It's Christian Wood who's pounding his fists, you know, in, in excitement. It's the team's excitement for each other that just it, – it makes me happy, man, because this team was in such a bad place a month ago. And what are we doing now? You and I are sitting here talking about a six-game winning streak – and a massive game coming up on Wednesday. I mean, an absolutely massive home game. That game of the year, no questions asked up until this point. And I can't wait, man. Bigger than the Pistons game, you think? This is much bigger than the Pistons game. I mean, it's six game, It's a six-game winning streak. You're trying to push it to seven. It's a home game. It's against James Harden. I, I'll tell you, I want your take on this. I know this is going to be an unpopular question. Would you – I think I know what you're going to say, though. Would you boo James Harden? No. Okay. Do you understand fans that would boo James Harden? Yes, but at the same time, it's – I don't like booing anybody. Like, I really – and and the thing is this, like, and I think the reason behind that is because I just don't I, – I don't care about anyone enough to want to boo them. You know what I mean? I don't. That's interesting. And maybe I don't want to come across like this, like holier than thou person, but like I don't have um, enough hatred to me to to boo somebody. Like that's just not me. I get I get people who are those kind of people, um, but that that's not me. I've never really been the kind of guy to like, you know, say like oh like. And maybe that's the journalist in me. Maybe that's like the the objective person in me where I, I really don't like, even when the rock, like when the Rockets when I'm happy, like, yeah, but I don't think I'm as happy as maybe other people are because I I've kind of been trained. Like my, my brain has been trained almost to, to kind of see things just as numbers and, and, and people and, and statistics and whatnot. And I don't necessarily get the emotion out of that as much as possible. Like, I mean, I do get the emotion, but more positive emotion than the negative emotion. I usually I block the negative emotion out of it. Um, yeah. So like, and you and you've seen that, you know, with me. Like I, even when we were down as bad as we were last season, I, I wasn't like, you didn't hear it really in my voice. Like I was like, okay, like they lost, but I wasn't like, yo, like what the month? Like I wasn't, I wasn't like pissed or like that. But like, that's just not who I am anymore. I don't know if I ever was that kind of person, but. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to Harden, like, yes, there's a lot of emotions in it, but 
at the same time, um, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. I, I don't like it wasn't meant for him to win a championship in Houston, at least in his in his tenure that he just had. Um, well, you know, whether he returns, also, I don't necessarily know, and I don't want to necessarily put that out there because there's no guarantee he'll come back, and in fact, he probably won't. But I mean, you know, the story still has not been written yet, so I don't want to like write it before it's been written. Yeah, I, I just think that he didn't win a title here because it was his own actions that prevented. Uh, there are a lot so of let reasons. Me, let me say, like, yeah, we, we could talk about this for, for hours yeah, and hours. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why he didn't win a championship here, and and that wasn't the only reason. Like, but he was a know, big he was a big part of the process, I guess is what I want to say. Like he worked directly alongside Daryl Morey to build their joint. And they built a sham good team. Like they, they did. But the thing was, is and me being this is why you and I work so well together, I feel like, is because the fan in me defended James Harden so adamantly for so many years. But when you remove yourself from the situation, you got to look at it and say, well, the Rockets brought James Harden to White Howard. It didn't work out. The Rockets brought Chris Paul to James Harden. It didn't work out. The Rockets brought Russell Westbrook to James Harden. It didn't work out. The Rockets then brought him John Wall, and he never gave it a shot. Like There's a common denominator there. And we're at different spots in our in our our tenure now, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this Wednesday. But I just think it's interesting how fans will react to James Harden because me personally, when he was here the last time, I booed James Harden, hundred percent. He deserved it. He deserves it now. The way he left was not okay to do to a fan base. That's just how I feel. You boo during the intro and then you move on. Yeah, get get out your. And, and the thing is, he doesn't care. Like he does oh, not God, give no. a, a damn no. that you're booing him or that Joe Schmo next to you is doing it or uh, Jill Schmo is doing it either. Like <laughs> okay. so, so that's the thing yeah. is like to me it's like why would I do something that is not going to create any like reaction on anybody? Um, I mean, but that's to me that's a part of sports. That's like if you're gonna boo who's like and they don't like get phased by it, then what's the point? I if think anything, it's because you're a fan. They probably feed off of it. But you have a right to do so as a fan. Yeah, you have to say whatever you want. Right. You don't have a right to throw things on a court, but you have certain rights as a fan. If you're there and you pay the the ticket price to get in, you feel a certain way towards the player. It's To me, it's no different yeah. to, to compare this to other sports. If your team sucks, you know, uh, when the Rockets played the Jazz earlier this season, we were down by like 35 points in the first quarter, or no, I think it was the second quarter, and we just got our the brakes blown off of us. There were fans next to me, but I remember you went to that game. Yeah, I mean, I I will be honest, I would be lying to you and everybody else that I booed a little bit as well because they were not playing up to the standard that they weren't even trying. And it's the same thing across you know sports. The Texans, what they're doing right now, fans are booing them. They deserve it. James Harden, for the way he left the Rockets, deserves to be booed. But I will acknowledge the impact that he had on this organization. He's the second greatest Rocket to ever play for the Rockets. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 mean, think, I think we're all in agreement of that. I don't think there's anyone that will disagree with that, um, except for maybe uh, maybe Vaughn, maybe Craig Ackerman, because I'll say Vaughn Wafer. Um, one but... of the greatest, one of the greatest <laughs> calls in the history of broadcasting. <laughs> 
uh, is the the Vaughn wafer reference from Ackerman. Yeah. But he's he you he deserves and he's gonna have his jersey retired here one day. He absolutely should. I just think now it's a I would I'll be honest with you, man. Can you imagine this is an interesting exercise, I think. What would James Harden look like on this team right now? How do you he, think this team would look different with a James Harden? In okay. That that, was, that is Woodward. an interesting exercise because yeah. I, I think Christian Wood would have the ability. You could argue right now that Christian Wood would have been the best running buddy that Harden ever had as a Rocket. I think the Rockets would easily be a playoff team. <laughs> like oh please, yeah, like easily. Um, because if you look at it, like yeah, Christian Wood is a good. He Christian Wood would be a better version of Clint Capella. Um, and then you have. Like House Matthews, Armani Brooks is his like shooters that are around him. Right. Um, Kevin Porter would defender, be wing defender and Jay Shante. Yeah, and then and then Kevin Porter would be like his defensive guard in the back that could also create. And then you have Eric Gordon yep. coming off the bench. You'd have Daniel Tice. You'd have the big off the bench. Now you wouldn't have Dan- uh, Shangoon, but Shangoon on a playoff team would not be getting the minutes that he's getting now. No, he wouldn't. And that's the thing is like the Rockets would be able to create this team. This is the scary part, right? That you could have James Harden on this team right now. Nothing basically would be different. You wouldn't have uh, Jalen Green, who hasn't played during the winning streak anyway. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have Shane Goon. You wouldn't have uh, Christopher Garuba. But you'd also have in this past offseason, you would have had money, like a max slot to sign another guy to put next to James Harden. That's the scary part. Uh, you could have brought in a – trying to think of an, uh, an example. If and DeMar DeRozan. To, I was going to say DeMar DeRozan, but you also could have gone after a guy. You know, like if, Lonzo. If, I was about to say Lonzo Ball. Yeah. And I hate Lonzo Ball, but what he's doing now is impressive with Chicago. Like imagine upgrading the point guard spot to Lonzo Ball with Harden. You'd have Tate. You'd have Christian Wood. And – yeah, I mean, Christian Wood, Chris Paul was the best Rocket that Harden ever played with. But imagine him with Christian Wood. Yeah. I mean, he well, made, we he saw, we saw that little snippet at the beginning of last season. Yeah. And, and you know what? Wood, Wood, honestly, at this point, I need to look at the other guys' numbers a little closer. He's a fringe all-star right now. The way he's playing right now, if he continues on this trajectory, massive for his development. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he's arguably an all star, in my opinion. You know, it'll that's an interesting that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, like here's another thing with Christian Wood. I think he's gonna become the focal point of the rock. Like he's gonna be the next fork in the road for the Rockets in terms of what do they do with him? Because if the Rockets land in the top draft position, there's gonna be a lot of guys that are going to make Christian Wood's spot on the team a little dicey um, if they were to if they were to come here next to him or, or alongside him or whatever. Um, so I was kind of thinking, like, I know Christian Wood's got two years left, right? Mm-hmm. No, he's got one more year after this. Uh, yeah, one more year after this. I'm, I'm counting this year for two. Gotcha. How much are you paying Christian Wood for his next contract? You thinking $14 million a year now yeah, or yeah. about that? It- it's the uh, what's it called? I give him the John Collins deal that Atlanta gave uh, Collins. Let me look it up real quick. Give me a second. Because I was kind of thinking like your boy Jared Allen. 
about five one hundred. Yeah. No, I think Woods. I think Woods going to be more expensive than that. Don Collins got five one twenty five. Yeah. I mean that's that's honestly, you know the the with the, the player hot, option year five. Yeah, I think that's what the Rockets are going to have to pay him, man. And, and to be honest, yeah. you, I give him that deal every day, every day of the week that ends in Y. Yeah, especially like, if he plays like he did tonight. It's got it's got massive ramifications though if you don't re-sign him, because I mean, this is my my thinking on this is you have a guy in Christian Wood who was a good player before he got here, but he wasn't great. He chose to come here as a free agent. You give him a three-year, $42 million deal, which you and I are in agreement. I think every Rockets fan is in agreement that on the whole, he's outperformed that contract. Yeah, he's, but he's outperformed that contract. Yes. So, I mean, outside of the earlier in the season when he was just awful, but we, I digress. Um, like, what message would you be sending to not only Christian Wood, but other guys in the league that would make the decision to come here and say, okay, I'm going to sign for this contract. I'm going to outperform it, and then you're not going to reward me with a new contract? And for what? Like The, the Rockets, Rockets have to get something for Christian Wood, either a, a new contract or they need to get some major assets for him. I don't think you can move him because I don't think that there's a deal out there that makes you better by moving him. Yeah, I, I, I agree. At this point in time, yeah. I mean, we, we're still – you know, we're still two months away from any kind of time when you can trade him, and I don't think that they should trade him. Um, no. Like, no. I think they need I think... to get him a legitimate running buddy. I think that's what you can do the most service to Christian Wood is finding a power forward for Christian Wood, a legit power forward, which this team has not had since they've had Christian Wood. See, but the thing and is, they, they tried that with one. Daniel Tyson. It did not work. And... But Tyson isn't a power forward, though. Like, if you're going to make Christian Wood the focal point as the big man, it, it, dude, we had this conversation last year, and it hasn't changed. If you're going to make him the focal point as your five, which I think you and I are now in agreement that that's well, the yeah. best move. You've and, got and, to give him a guy on the boards, a legitimate power forward. I'm talking – I like Paolo Banchero personally because he reminds me of a more skilled Carlos Boozer. I think okay. the dude can flat out play. You got to get him a Paul Millsap, a Carlos Boozer, a I'm trying to think of another example, like a true four, a true power forward, not a center. And why can't that forward. be Jay Sean Tate? Or because why can't that be KJ Martin? I don't think Martin's big enough to to give us what we need in that role. But I like probably, Jay Sean Tate, but I like Tate more on the wing than I do down low. The problem with that, though, Mike, is. They they wanted to go with two two bigs, right? They wanted mm-hmm. Wood with Tyson. They wanted to put him down low, and that is not uh, that is not helpful for Christian Wood's game. Christian Wood needs to be in the pick and roll with Great. whoever, and and that's why Jared Allen wouldn't have worked here. It's it's why Daniel Tice did not work out at the beginning of the season. They need four guys on the perimeter and Wood going in like that that and. How Wood has performed in Houston, the way he's performed at his best has been in lineups where he is the sole big out there. With the big next to him, it just – it has not proven to work. So in order to get him a true four, like you said, they need to get a guy that also is is really good on the perimeter. 
And like that's and the thing is, Christian Wood is capable though of cleaning the boards. We've seen several 20 rebound games from him. Uh, I mean, tonight, eight rebounds, not exactly the 20 rebound game you were hoping for. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, I think that the Rockets are trying to build something here where I I really don't think there's that many more pieces that they are going to be added to this puzzle. I think it's really just one or two before they really start to move forward here. And I, I'm not talking about like these, these stopgap pieces. Like, like I think DJ Augustine's you can probably like replace him or you can have someone usurp his minutes like a Josh Christopher um, and Eric Gordon. I think they're going to get some guy that is like Eric Gordon that plays a little bit of his style, but it won't be him because they'll probably trade him at some point during the season. So, and, and same with Daniel house, but, I, I think that they're either going to replace those guys. One of those, one of those three guys is going to be replaced by a good rookie. Um, yeah. And then two of those guys are three and maybe Tice is in this as well. Those guys are going to be replaced either by guys like KJ Martin, who are here for the long run. Uh, Kevin Porter, who's here for the long run. Um, maybe Garrison Matthews gets some of those Eric Gordon minutes uh, when he moves on. So like, I think the Rockets, when they're going to be good, I do think a lot of these people will be on that team. I do. And and I don't necessarily think all of them will, but I think what this win streak has shown us is that the pieces that are here can win you games and can beat not just any team, but they can beat good teams as well. And they can not only beat good teams, but they can win on the road. And not only can they win on the road, but they can come back on the road. And they've won every one of these games in very different ways. Like the yeah. Bulls game, they won by simply just outshooting them. The Hornets game was just the most efficient offense that I've seen from them all season. Um, and then you look at the you look at the OKC game, just didn't quit. And the first OKC game, the defense is what won them that game. And so now what you've seen in this winning streak is a real semblance of an actual team. And these guys are capable. And I think they, they went through a lot of growing pains, but now the pains are a little bit less and the growing's a little bit more. Yeah. All right. To touch on what you were talking about before, I, I love Jabari Smith from Auburn is the exact kind of guy you're talking about. And, we'll and, and I think Jabari Smith is great. I really like Jabari Smith as well, but yeah. it's it's just I'm not exactly sure how him and Wood are gonna fit. I really but, don't know because yeah, it's but you gotta you gotta take a shot at it. Like, yeah, that's and it, look, that's they the probably exact will. kind of guy you need for Wood. And the thing is, whether because because the thing is, the the question is if you draft a guy like a Jabari Smith, like a like a like a pop is that guy going to be a compliment to wood or is he going to replace wood and that is i think the question that remains to be seen yet and i but think nobody, nobody has ever been able to give me a reason to trade christian wood if you're the rockets there's no upside the there, reason there, why you trade christian wood is because you fear that he'll go elsewhere in free agency that is why you trade him. And, and and the thing is, the thing is, they could get a guy that is like Christian Wood, that's younger, 
in the draft. And there might be some, because the thing is this, if you, if, let's say you have the number five pick, you take Jabari Smith. I'm just saying number five, just to kind of just say, because you have a top five pick. Because right now, the top right. five are like in a tier of their own. They're, then it's the next tier, at least as of this point in the draft process, which is still, you know, six months away. So there's still a lot of time. But as of right now, today, you know, December 5th, you, you take, let's say you take Jabari Smith. And it, and it turns out Jabari Smith and Christian Wood, they're too similar. They don't work out well. Wood plays a lot better with Jabari Smith on the bench. Jabari Smith plays better a lot, uh, plays much better with Christian Wood on the bench. So at that point, you're like, okay, well, I have a top five pick I just drafted, or I have an impending free agent. What do I do? And, and that and that is why I think Christian Wood's spot on the team is not as secure as it should be. Because he is our best player, and he is the best player on the Rockets, and he should be, you know, he, they should look into signing an extension for him this offseason if there wasn't that, you know, top five pick that could come to Houston. But as of right now, I mean, there's still so much time left, and that's why I don't like talking about draft stuff because there's right. still so much that can happen between now and the end of the season. Look, we're only 23 games into this season. We still have almost, we still have almost 60 games left to go. So much can change in 60 games and so much can change in the draft as well. You know, these guys could go down, other guys could rise. It could be a totally different top five when we are at the end of the season. And when we're at the draft, you know, things could look totally different. The Rockets might even have a top five pick. If they're playing like this, they're going to win some games and they might not win, you know, the rest of the 59 games, but they might win like, let's just say 25 games and that might not get them um, in the top five. They might be, you know, six or seven. And then you're looking at like a Patrick Baldwin or something like that. And then, you know, so there's just so many factors that I think it's too early to talk about draft stuff. Yes, it's important. Yes, it's important. Keep it in the back of the mind, look at it. But as of right now, let's enjoy and let's watch the Rockets that are on our court right now, like the Christian Wood. And Eric Gordon and those guys. And then when the trade deadline comes, we can talk about that. Then after the trade deadline, we can focus on that team. And then when we get to the offseason, we can look at the draft guys and go from there. Because if you want to live in the moment, live in the moment with this team. Because as you've seen in the last six – the last six games have been incredible. And in fact, the last six games have almost erased the previous 15 because of how special it has been watching this group get to grow. So my advice to Rockets Nation, to Red Nation, is live in the moment, enjoy every game, how it comes, win or lose. Hopefully they win. If they lose, it's okay. And we move we move forward. Yeah. And yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you, dude. I just I don't like the idea of you're trading away Christian Wood because you potentially could get a guy as good as him in the draft. That doesn't make any sense. We already have him. He's young enough. He's not 35. I mean, he's still in his 20s, and he's only going to get better. And I think his ability – I think one big thing for everybody on this team is their ability – the great players adapt, I guess is the best way to say it. Like if you're Christian Wood and you have a guy next to you and you have to adapt, you have to change your game in order to fit with that type of guy, that's what the great players do. You know, and we were talking about him earlier. The best example I can give is when James Harden moved to the point guard role. He wasn't a point guard when he got here. He was a shooting guard, but the writing was on the wall. 
that Mike D'Antoni built him an offense where the ball was in his hand and he showed an ability to elevate his game and take his game to a level that he never had it at before. So I think whoever the Rockets end up with in a draft, Chris, it's on Christian Wood because he's the veteran. He's the best player on the team. He has to tweak his game in order to make it fit with that new guy. That's what he's going to have to do. And I but think Mike, if he gets to that point where if he's tweaking his game for a guy that could easily come and be his replacement, then he's not going to want to stay. And then the Rockets will need to trade him because they need to get something for him. The, the, the last thing that they can do and the last thing that the Rockets need to do is let – like they, they cannot let Christian Wood walk away and the Rockets get nothing in return. That is the – that yeah, would be I, asinine at this point. But it's also – it's on the Rockets organization as a whole. You don't draft his replacement. You know, but they like, might not have a choice they, they, if they're drafting at the top of the draft and the best player available is a guy that happens to be a, a five or a four. Well, people would argue. People would argue. I don't agree with them, but people would argue that there you already have Woods potential replacement on the roster already in Shannon Goon. Yes, but here's here's another thing, too. And, and they might they might. And that's that's another that's a, that's a whole other can of worms that we can open. But. The, the problem, the reason why rebuilding teams stay rebuilding teams is because they don't draft best player available and they draft for fit for their current roster. And that's why, like, that's why the, the Kings went for Marvin Bagley instead of Luka Doncic. That's why, um, you know, that's why so many of these draft busts happen is because teams go ahead and they draft for need instead of best player available when they're at the top of the draft. So, like, yeah, that Marvin Bagley example is, is you know, is probably the easiest one I can make. But, I mean, you look at uh, another, you know, there, there's a number of examples that this could, you know, fit. So um, I'm trying to think of, like, one more, then I can just kind of wrap it up. But, like, well, when that, I mean, go back to the uh, Milicic uh, yeah. draft. When they yeah, there you go, over, Mike. Great example. Over, yeah. over I Carmelo. Mean, look, the Pistons still won a championship, so yeah, but that doesn't mean that they made the right decision by taking Milicic instead of Carmelo Anthony. So yeah, there you go. It's it's You need to be able to draft the best player available when you are one of the worst teams in the league. But it's also – Assuming the Rockets will it's be also, at that point. Yeah, it's also very important, though, and I, I agree with you on this point. Before you get to the draft, you have to decide. I think it's this offseason. You can't wait until next offseason. It has to be this offseason. Either you're all in on Christian Wood or you're not. Yeah, no, this, and if you that's are, why this season is so important, Prem. Yeah, I, I think if you are, I agree with you. You draft the best player available. You know, if you have the number one pick, which I don't think the Rockets will, you got to decide who's the best player in the draft. You mean, personally, it's not Chet Holmgren. I just, I like him. I don't love him, but you have to start at some point. And I don't know if it's this draft or it's next draft. I know you would say it's probably at bare minimum, the next draft, not this one, but you have to eventually start looking at your roster saying who the main stays on this roster. And we can't just draft a guy like this Rockets team right now does not need a starting point guard. They just don't. I, I think it's Kevin Porter Jr.'s job at this point 
So it's like, that's the best example I could give. Is and that's what I'm saying. If if these guys are progressing enough, then you can make you can be more certain that these are your guys. Right. And this win streak has proven that. Look, this win streak has proven that because I'll be honest, I think this is where the win streak ends. I don't see them beating the Nets on Wednesday. I think that they might give them a game, but I think the Nets are just like if Katie if Katie and Harden both play. Um, I, I think that there's just the Rockets don't have a guy that can stop both of them. It, it's just it's going to be really difficult on on Wednesday. The Nets right now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're number one, yep. sixteen and seven, number one in the East right now. It, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for sure. Um, they will be on the second half of a back to back, so maybe that helps the Rockets. Maybe it hurt. Maybe maybe they. That's what I'm saying. They might not both play. Because it is on the second half of a back-to-back, but I, I think I think that that's how it, soft that's how soft this league is becoming. But please continue. Yeah, but you know, you know, James Harden doesn't you know not play back-to-back, so I'm I'm thinking more Kevin Durant. But even yeah. even James Harden, a team with just James Harden on it, is much better than the Rockets. So I think it's going to be a challenge to beat the Nets on Wednesday. But hopefully, I'm wrong, and hopefully, the Rockets do make it seven. Um, do you remember the last time we won seven in a row? Uh, I think it was 2017. I, I uh, do think, it, yeah. The Rockets were 65 and 17. But I will say, I mean, tonight they lost, you know, by four to the Bulls. So the Nets can be had. And like I said, man, I, I, this is the biggest game, in my opinion, in probably two-plus years for the Rockets. Because I think this is where you actually can get a taste of what are they. You know, they're they're a nice team, the Rockets. Not nice, nice isn't the best word. They're a scrappy bunch. But do they have legitimate NBA talent to compete with the likes of a Brooklyn Nets? That's what we're about to find out. And I think they do. I mean, they just beat Chicago. You know, they just beat, uh, who did they beat? Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's something to take with a grain of salt that some of the teams the Rockets have beat on the six-game winning streak I mean, New Orleans, who's got seven wins, so they have more wins than us coming into tonight. You beat OKC. You beat some lapdog teams, but you don't ever apologize for beating teams on your roster. You play your schedule the exact way that it comes out at the beginning of the year. But Wednesday just has a big game feel. I may have to go to that game. No, I've talked myself into it. I may have to be in the building for that one. Yeah, so the Rockets, they won eight in a row with Russ and Harden. Um from it was November 4th to November 18th. They won eight in a row. Can we have a moment of silence for anybody that spent their hard-earned money on a Russell Westbrook jersey? A Rockets Russell Westbrook jersey. And there's your moment of silence. All right. I, think I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank yeah. you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. Thank you to those who listen to us live here on Spotify Greenroom, staying up late with us. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at Dreamshake SBN. You can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We'll be back Wednesday after this Brooklyn game. Uh, it'll be some combination of me and or Mike on the mic talking Rockets Nets. And yeah, be sure to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at BSW Podcast underscore M. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets.